0: blog
1: talk radio Welcome to the Partner Running Show show for runners and soon to be runners from around the world as we talk all things running the Partner Running Show is hosted by a couple on the run, Sue and Andrew O'Brien and proudly brought to you by partnerrunning.com and the Partner Runner magazine and now on with the show to the partner running show here on the seventh or sixth of july two thousand and fifteen, no matter where you may be in the world. Uh, I'm O'Brien and I'm here in the partner running studio with my lovely co host Sue Hey, Sue good morning.
0: I'm going very well and I'm very, a very nervous about our life. picture that's
1: uh, uh which that uh,
0: the hundred mile coming up in uh, less than two weeks now. Uh,
1: okay. So the, not quite as silly a question as it might have sounded because we also mm. have the 168 kilometer uh, UTMF Mount Fuji run in Japan, which is yes. is um is also an epic journey to to worry about. Yeah. So exactly. I, I, I'm never too sure which one you're worrying about. So um July and half of the year.
0: Yes, we off, are over the off,
1: halfway mark. We mm. are off and running, and um, our special guest on the show today is uh, Jamie Skidley, who on the this setting up July 11th is going to. 105 kilometres for uh, depression and uh, raising awareness and supporting the Black Dog Institute, uh, which is based in Australia and, and helps people with depression, anxiety, and those kinds of issues. Now, um, one of the first things that springs to mind is why 105, not 100? Yes, and
0: it does, doesn't
1: we, it? we caught up with Jamie yesterday to record the interview. And that's one of the things we asked him. And he, and we have to wait to, uh,
0: to find out uh, for, about 15, for about
1: fifteen minutes until Jamie comes on to to find out what that's all about, how he's prepared, why he's doing it, what it's all about, how you can get involved, and how he can support. Mm. So that's uh, that's magnificent. Uh, also on the show today, regular segments. We're going to have a look at the the news, what's been happening in the world of running and thereabouts. Um, Ask Sue, no doubt. And uh, after we then talk to Jamie, we'll finish the show. We're having a bit of a some of the events of the weekend ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 2, weekend, two show last week. Uh, we probably didn't have one this week, although we're sort of waiting on uh, a few more people responding from different events and things, so we might squeeze another one in, but probably a two, uh, a single show for the week. All right, on that note, let's keep uh Jogging along. along.
0: <laughs> I was going to say jogging along, running along.
1: Over the Shoulder. Quick
0: review of last weekend's running. Well, I suppose the the big event in our part of the world, in the Southern Hemisphere or in Australia, was the Gold Coast Coast Marathon on the weekend. This two day running festival has become a highlight of the Australian running calendar, not in part, but because of its beautiful weather that they always seem to have uh, great weather at this event for some good running times, uh, temperature about 20 degrees Celsius max on race day, often sunny skies, and a big field for two days with shorter events on the Saturday and the half marathon, and marathon on Sunday. And the winners of the marathon event, a Japanese female runner, Risa Tanaka, who completed the course in two hours, 28 minutes, 25 seconds. Japanese women have won this event four out of the last five years, and it is almost an expectation that they will uh, perform very well down here for this event. I was intrigued to notice the photo of her crossing the line, tiny wafer of a thing these Japanese runways run to be very, very tiny, slight builds and wearing her GPS on the inside of her wrist, which is what has been suggested to me as a small runner, that these bulky GPS watches, the weight of them on the outside of your wrist uh, causes annoyance and pain on the wrist. So, I noticed she had that tucked in underneath. The male winner of the Gold Coast Airport Marathon was Nairobi hairdresser or barber, depending on which article you read, Kenneth Mung, 22 seconds. And the two-hour nine-minute really fast. Um, also, can claim the world masters record with this run. He's 41 years of age, and therefore puts him into the masters category. Half marathon, a great interest from the local crowd, as Australian Eloise Wellings won the half marathon for the females, and Japanese runner Takahiro Deki won the. Male half marathon. Uh, an attempt was made to break the Guinness World Records for running with an egg and spoon. And um, I tried to chase this up, and I, I haven't actually found out whether a uh, Queensland man, Phil Rook actually succeeded in breaking that record. I saw pictures of him crossing the line, but he needed to break three hours 47, and I think he was, a. No, I don't know, I'm not going to not going to say that in case he did actually break the record, but just shows the weird and wonderful things that people try and do to get their name in the record. Yes, I'm not sure if he would
1: have cracked his or not. <laughs> yes, I know.
0: Um, someone who celebrated Tuesday was in the news. The Peachtree Road Race in the US uh, quite a renowned and prestigious event to win, and it held on the Fourth of July weekend. Ben Payne celebrated too soon, as he was approaching the line in this event. He held his finger up to say, "Number one, I'm you know I'm the winner," and was just pipped on the line by Britt Scott overall by the skill time point oh nine of the second. Um, just you can't well along the line of the eggs and spoons and things can't count your chickens before they've hatched, so he celebrated too soon. Took officials two hours to look at photo angles, look at times, and come up with the decision that he had in fact now be being placed second. This race was marred by other incidences due to the weather. Officials actually stopped the event uh, due to. Lightning and weather, and then no awards ceremony as the weather closed in again. So mm, difficult day out for officials on that particular day. As a race director, you would be a bit distraught. Um, another event over the weekend, which quite a few of our friends ran in, was the Sundown Marathon in Singapore. It attracted twenty-six thousand runners. Japanese female Sekiko won the men, and british got Haynes Crossline first it's Asia's largest night marathon attracts a huge crowd and for the first time they introduced a kids event for 5k um, late night for the kids, what to get time was started. The kids it was before they started so it was sort of a you know somewhat evening evening run rather than the the overnight run of the uh, marathon now the Missoula marathon is coming up and it uh, is remarkable for the fact that it was, it will be Jeff Galloway's 200th marathon. Um, in, the, in the light of some of our mates that run multiple, multiple, multiple marathons that are either at 200 or on their way to very close to 200, Jeff uh, has run at an elite level and now mentors and guides and talks and inspires runners from all around the world, and it will also coincide with his seventieth birthday, so that's a great way to celebrate. it yeah,
1: of course, and and uh, amongst other things, uh, we're very honoured that Jeff wrote the afterword for uh, a couple on the run our book.
0: Exactly, one of our
1: books, and so uh, with Ron Clark writing forward and Jeff the afterword is not a nice. Uh,
0: of yes. Yeah. Now, in the news, and he's getting close to his target. um, Scott Jurek is going for the Appalachian Trail record. Now, this record was held by Jennifer Far Davis. Is held by or is held? Sorry, I should say that is held by Jennifer Far Davis, and the time the day time is uh 46 days and 11 hours and this is no mean feat and others that have tried to attempt to break this record have said wow that is a really solid time to get through that in that length of, uh, of time because it's no mean feat to continually back up day after day after day now reports early in his attempt uh, Scott was struggling with knee pain and started to lose a mile here a mile there in terms of his target goals but has actually now picked up the pace 42 days is his target a uh, lot of chat on social media and comments mainly because of his vegan diet that he is following is attracting a lot of attention and the po- the photos that are being posted on his Facebook page show just how much muscle mass he has lost as he proceeds along this journey um, various comments that whilst a vegan diet is great or is fine for a hundred mile events once you start to get into multi multi-day that the, the without the diet containing fat and protein then muscle cannot be rebuilt in time and the subsequent weight loss and muscle mass loss is going to make it extremely difficult and actually cause the body to break He's somewhere around day 41 today, so it's getting really, really close. Um, that's kind of the news at the moment.
1: Uh, I was reading uh, on uh, um sort of, kind of a bit of a um, top source for trial and ultra-running material, and um, he had sort of written quite a long, article around this Scott Direct thing and
2: mm. um,
1: Marshall Ulrich who again is uh, well known for his ultra running feats and uh, somewhat an expert in the space had really commented about this uh, Scott Direct losing so much muscle
0: yeah well the the photos <clears throat> are amazing
1: and uh, made some comments around I'll just read what much Mar- Mar- Marshall Ulrich had said he said diet is everything I make no bones about saying vegan multi-day doesn't work. Many of us discovered this long ago at Adventure Race across America. 3,063 miles in 52 days, losing only 4 pounds, eating anything and everything that my body told me to. Scott is losing muscle mass and has no real food, in brackets, fats and proteins to place it. Having said that, I wish got all the like in the world and I consider him a good friend. P.S. Um, yes, I used to be a vegetarian years ago. Um, now, the partner running show, I'm here to tell you, does not want to get involved in, in the
0: uh, debate. Uh, in the <laughs> middle of a,
1: a between the meat eaters and the vegans and the vegetarians and the fruitarians and well, no, live no, and live and each to their own. We're not entering into that conversation. But interestingly, does this spark for. Uh, you know
0: a debate how yeah. do you say
1: that and people have gone into their corners and away you go and, and, and the way I read his comment is you know he's not trying to be self righteous, he's he's just making the point that for some you know extreme running things then you need a bit more in the in the diet, you know, mm-hmm. But it looks like he's gonna make it
0: Well that's I was gonna say look if if you know if judgment is based upon success, well if he succeeds even he has lost a huge yep. amount of forward, Um who say that it worked for him.
1: Yes, and again, I think people take it personally that that you know, oh, he's you know, he's bashing the whole vegan lifestyle, and, and I don't think that's what he's doing at all. He's, he's trying to make a not quite a scientific point, but 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 a from experience of doing this, mm. you know, need certain types of food. So anyway, I'll let, we'll, just, yeah, we'll, we'll let leave that, that one.
0: I did have one other item that I'd just like to mention the Wellington Marathon close to home and Remarkable was the winner of the the female marathon Ruby Muir 23 years old and uh, just switched across to road running she shot to fame this year earlier in the year winning the Tarawera Ultra and breaking the record by over an hour and has had to give up trail running due to Injury and go back to road. Go to road running. I just thought that was quite an interesting little snippet. Um, that trail was too hard on a quad injury that's not going away. Whereas the road is fine and uh, full yes, steam ahead.
1: Well continuing on with it. <laughs> uh, I thought you were be no because it was a tag straight into my um, oh, okay. what yeah. I was talking about was the, I mean, the one of the, the interesting things again. The phenomenon of uh, social media really does enable us to follow um the adventures of people and, and whether that be you know your friends going off to run a half marathon or you know the Gold Coast on the weekend or whatever it, it might be and talking about the Gold Coast, it it's reminded me of uh um a great partner running or couple, couples running together feet with uh, Gavin and some of from the oh, Coast yes. Trail runners yes. who who were I uh, think side by side, which was a very nice uh, effort. So congratulations to them. Yeah, point, my point being that, that the social media really does enable us to follow some of these um, adventures, and whether it is you know, your friends going to the Gold Coast or Scott Jurek running, what was he doing, 3,500 kilometres in 42 yep. days. Oh. Um, and, of course, so to, to see the end of him, I, I was going to make the point, particularly through Facebook, um, Got just, if you just uh, go to Scott Jurek, that's uh, S-C-O. Jurek, and you can watch the last bit of the journey. From it must be getting close to day forty-one. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that's one to follow. Um, another one that, that's on the go at the moment, quite in, uh, quite uh, a lot of interest to caught my attention is that uh, Martin Fryer from Canberra, who who we ran in the um, Anzac three hundred k with. He won that that mm-hmm. event. From Australia's leading. Uh, um, Martin is doing Tour de France. It's um, Tour de France for runners. It started on June and goes for, um, I think it's 43 days? 43 stages, 43 yeah. stages, mm-hmm. and they're going 2,800 kilometres, 2,800 um, kilometres. If you go to skyrun.org, and then it's basically it's on the front page at the moment, they'll link to that, so skyrun.org, and you can... Get more information on the stages of the 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 France for the runners, and uh, I've been following Martin. I think he's up to I said day eight of ahead, something like that. But unbelievable heat. Yes, yes. Unbelievable think, heat. Uh, so that's uh, tough. in the thirty-five, forty-degree time, up to sort of days out there, and um, yeah, you know, really tough going. And he's and, he's coming third, I think, at the moment. But Unbelievably tough. So that's a great one to follow. Um, you can follow the the Real Tour de France here for runners, or there's, there's the other thing, the cycle <laughs> one as well. So that was an interesting. One. Um, on it uh, was a little bit closer to home than the Tour de France. Is another one that's been going for uh, a couple of a couple of months now. I think it is. Um, is David Alley, and again, check on Facebook, David Alley, a race around Australia. Or you can go to racearoundoz.com.au, and um, 1,400 kilometres in six months, and then, yeah, I think beat the try the fastest time around here. But he's running sort of in that 70 plus kilometres a day, going across the top end. So he started in in some um, Queensland, and he's now. I think I think it was through Broome a day or two ago or something like that. But he's out that that, that neck of the kind woods, of the neck yep. of the woods. Mm-hmm. So that's quite amazing to be just running. Oh
0: know, constantly. yeah, and talk about um, heat. That would have been pretty damn hot too. And
1: and and of course, with his um, he's he's raising funds for White Cloud, which is also a um, mental health um, charity-related organisation. And he makes some similar points on his video to um, the next guest is going to talk about um, Jamie Sketchley with his run for depression so that's a good one to follow uh, race around Oz and um, the last one I just want to mention because again it's been going for a while and I think we're going to try to catch him for an interview in the not-too-distant future sort of back into a bit more civilization and that is uh, Gary Wilmot um, sort of we've made Gary's acquaintance through his involvement with the Rogue Runners uh, Club of Australia who, who's again does magnificent work on the on the charity front, but but Gary, uh, known as No More Mister Fat Guy, is he's, he's taken on uh, Hearts Across Australia, is what it's called, and you go to Hearts Across Australia And uh, Gary is kind of relatively new to running, and he's been running for about two two years or two and a half years or something like that. Um, Five thousand four hundred kilometres as he runs from his home in Perth to uh, Brisbane via. Adelaide, Melbourne, I think he's talking off Canberra, Sydney, all the way up, up there to Southern Queensland. So each one of those, in their own way, are most magnificent achievements, oh, and again, just great to watch and and support. You can you know, some of them you can donate if if you if you can afford to, or if you're sure the charities that you support. But just you know, getting the old liking, sending a comment, sharing a, a bit of uh, a bit of information, encouraging people and watching these amazing uh, endeavours of people as they set out to run and raise awareness for, in many cases, for, for charities, raise funds or just to give us a great travel adventure. So in this case, we've sort of got, I suppose in that list, we've got two that are, are very much of the charity uh, fundraising thing uh, and both Martin and Scott, which are kind of like uh, significant adventures, you know on that trail or I just I like the idea of the Tour de France.
0: I was thinking about our friend Simon who's not too far off heading over to Ireland yes. to try and run so perhaps we could even catch up with him to find out how his preparations are going and how you actually pre plan of these big things.
1: Right, so we we probably uh better get on because we've got uh, Jamie coming up and we mm-hmm. want to make sure we've got lots of time to hear what he's got to say um, next up we have everyone we are for this the of the show ask Sue do you have a question you'd like answered why not send us a message a tweet or post your question on the partner running Facebook page Take it away, Sue.
0: Unfortunately, nausea whilst running in endurance events is far more common than we would like it to be. In fact, about 93% of endurance athletes say that they experience some gastrointestinal system, um, intestinal symptoms at some point during their run whether that's acid reflux, indigestion, nausea, vomiting during events, before events, or after events. And I have been asked on so many occasions, what do I do when I start to feel sick during the event? I get to a certain point during my run and I just feel awful. I can't swallow any water. I can't eat any energy to try and... Help my performance. I'm in all sorts of difficulties. So I tried to have a little bit more of, of an investigation about nausea whilst running. In fact, about 45% of that 93 nausea say that their symptoms are severe, and about 7% of those surveyed are forced to abandon their race due to severe stomach upset. So I thought we'd have a look at the. Three different components of nausea whilst running. And the first one is before your event. So the nerves, the nervous system. As we get excited about our event, some people uh, actually predisposes to get um, nauseous and feel really off colour. But for some people, this becomes overwhelming. It spikes their adrenal system and it makes them more acid in the stomach which therefore can really make them feel distressed sometimes to the point of actually vomiting and starting to lose some of that valuable fluid that they need for their event what happens is muscle tension increases in the stomach and it squeezes the stomach hard and it can't process food or it can't process even gastrointestinal juices and therefore you get really upset now the significant of trying to overcome this aspect of nausea with running is to focus on your mind to develop rituals which soothe and calm your mind Whether that's a warm-up you just do regularly that relaxes your body whether it's a mantra that you chant whether it's even getting dressed pre-race rituals that give you comfort that your heart rate doesn't spike, that your nervous system doesn't go into meltdown. So that's one of the suggestions. On a practical or a physical level for your body, If you I and have a low-fibre diet two or three days before to reduce fruit, vegetable, and uh, very high-fibre foods leading up to your event. And it's even suggested maybe that a liquid pre-race breakfast um, digests easier, might cause less upset in the stomach. And the big one, to avoid non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs. So in other words, ibuprofen, Voltaren, um, all of those sort of medications can upset the stomach even So just a couple of things about before the event to try and calm your stomach. Now, during the event is by far the most common. And as a general rule of thumb, the higher the intensity of the exercise or the longer the duration, the drop of our digestive ability to process foods. Uh, And this is when we overheat in very hot conditions or our body temperature rises too high. So it creates the flow for digestion. Um, However, though, in cold conditions, exercise causes the core temperature to rise. And once the body reaches a critical temperature, um, then it diverts blood blood flow away from digestion to cool the core. So it's really difficult to manage that. We've all got a critical tipping point. Um, now, with the diet... Can do to try and help your managing of your digestion and your nausea during events. One of the ones that was a really takeaway for me is if you're having gels and other energy, make sure you have them with water, not with another carbohydrate drink um, or like a a Powerade drink or a Gatorade drink, is to digest them with water. Now, this is because carb digestion. Causes our bodies to work harder to break it down. So if we're throwing in other carbohydrate drink at the same time, it's going to make it doubly difficult to break down the gel or break down the food to get the energy and give our bodies too much, pressure, which therefore makes it difficult to digest as well. So our digestive system starts to have even greater difficulty breaking down the foods that we've taken in to give us energy because we're adding in more energy at the same time so that big takeaway of trying to have water with any solid energy or gel energy that you take in um, also not trying to have those too close together and that means maintain enough time between different Solid energy sources to allow your body to break down the sugar and break down the foods otherwise you're just simply loading in loading in to the point where your stomach can't cope now another factor of that being unable to break down food or, or causing nausea within our stomachs can be due to dehydration related to overheating in a way and it slows the stick emptying if we are dehydrated it makes it Difficult to empty the stomach, and that can therefore start to lead to bloating, nausea, and even vomiting. Um, Allied to that, it means we've got an excessive amount of sodium and potassium or other electrolytes in our stomach, and we need to dilute that with water to keep our hydration optimum. And look, that's only through experimentation, so we've got to be really sort of alert to what we're doing, Um, and also with cold conditions that we've got to take we often take more carbs to water ratio so cold conditions we don't drink as much we're still trying to take the same food in and it make it more challenging for us to digest so just balancing water with carbohydrates making sure that we are keeping that hydration a couple of options if you do get nausea while running to think about even antacids Gastrostop. Valanta tablets those sort of things you might like a new um, a more natural one like a ginger tablet natural medication or if you are really experiencing extreme nausea think about taking some medication and there are a couple of drugs that you can take that are prescription drugs to try and help particularly in ultra marathons, where it's going for a longer period of time Maxillon, cimetidine and ondansetron are three of the medications and if you do get really distressed gastrically while you're running then just have water and try and let that stomach settle ideally we want to try and drop the intensity of the exercise when we do eat so whether that's just before an aid station when you're walking up a hill long easy downhill there are all ways that you can try and take in energy and also ways that we can try and balance nausea now the third one of course is after quite often we see pictures of runners vomiting after they finish an event or feeling so sick they've just got to lie down now that's partly caused by the change of energy when you stop And that requires a change throughout the body the brain lungs um, and muscles just suddenly stop Um, runners have likened it to the feeling of being seasick that it's a really off-balance feeling what we need to do is to try and achieve balance again and that's why walking is much better than stopping suddenly and sitting down or lying down so the answer to one of those ones is to try and keep walking around, cool down gradually rather than do what so many of us want to do is just stop and lie down. The um, constant battle for runners in ultra events in particular is to try to balance nausea and stomach issues with the distances we want to run. So a couple of little thoughts on ways to try that and maybe that's uh, something that you can think about doing, uh, trying some of those different methods if you suffer from nausea before, during or after your running event.
1: That was the Ask Sue segment of the Partner Running Show. If you have a question for Sue, please post it on the Partner Running Facebook page or email us at radio at PartnerRunning. dot com. Well, today on the Partner Running Show, our very special guest is uh, Jamie Sketchley, and uh, Jamie's got a big, uh, a big run coming up next coming weekend on July eleventh, where he's running one hundred and five kilometers in a Run for Depression. Jamie. Thank you very much for joining us on the Partner Running Show.
2: Uh, thanks for having me.
1: Well, we're going to uh, put you through the Partner Running dash in a, in a moment with Sue, but before we do that, just um, maybe if you could start out just giving us a, a, a quick overview, oh, the elevator pitch, as they sometimes phrase it. What is the 105-kilometre run for depression?
2: Um, the 105-kilometre run for depression is 42 laps around Hulido Lake. Uh, was something that, that i was i felt pretty strong with um after struggling with depression for quite a long time I felt that it was just a really good way of trying to just break some barriers and get more people talking about it okay magnificent that is
1: and and so just before we we do cut to sue uh often we know that people listening in like to. Check out the event or the person that we're we're talking about, and and so I think the the best way, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but for people to find out about the event is they go to Facebook and then just type in, in under or anywhere, but it'll take you to 105 km Run for Depression yep. Break the Stigma, and that'll take you to the event page. Um, that's the spot where people find it online. Yep, that's the place to
2: go, and um, yeah, there's lots of information there.
1: Okay, and we'll also have the link from the. Uh, if people struggle there or, or they're not Facebook um, friendly or Facebook uh, members, then they can go to the Partner Running Show link and that will go direct to that page. So mm. that's the other way to get there. Um, Sue?
0: On, are we ready on the start line? Yep. Okay.
1: You're uh, ready. ready.
0: <laughs> He's ready. <laughs>
1: Put him through his paces.
0: Okay, we shall. All right, here we go. Question number one. Pre run snack? Uh, toast. Preferred exercise drink? Tailwind. Favourite running shoes?
2: Uh, the Azumi Pearl.
0: Favourite running socks?
2: Uh, no favourites.
0: Shorts or tights?
2: Definitely shorts.
0: Cap or not? Cap. How long have you been running?
2: Uh, two and a half years.
0: Watch apps or naked. Uh, watch. GPS or heart rate monitor. GPS. Training diary or not. Uh, not. Favorite event.
2: Uh, Trails Plus.
0: Favorite run training activity.
2: Uh, the Danny Nongs.
0: Prefer alone or with a partner. Alone. Music or silent.
2: Uh, A bit of both.
0: Longest run? Uh,
2: Two days, 56.
0: How many times do you run per week? Five. What is your favourite cross training activity? Swimming. Do you acknowledge other runners? All the time. Next event?
2: South Coast Century.
0: Running goal? Uh, Keep smiling Do you enjoy Oh sorry Do you Facebook Tweet or blog You're running Uh, Facebook Why do you run
2: Um, Meet new people
0: Favourite running song
2: Eminem Anything from Eminem
0: Favourite running book
2: Uh, None Not a reader
0: Post run treat
2: Chocolate
0: milk. Run inspiration. Um,
2: I'd have to say Brendan Davies.
0: Cool. Well, that was a very quick dash. The answers were short, sharp, concise, and came quickly.
1: Oh, he, he, he knows where he's coming from, he knows where he's going, and he knows the answers. To right. There you go. There you
0: go. Can't <laughs> complain right. with
1: that. Very good. It is a call to dash. It
2: is. Good work, mate. Now,
1: let's get on with it, or... Back with or on, on with uh, talking on about the uh, mm. 105-kilometre uh, run for depression. And so, I suppose taking it from the top, it's on Saturday? Yep. July the 11th. of July?
2: Yep. Starting in the morning? I uh, guess. So, um, the idea of it is to sort of mimic what depression is like. So, I'll be starting at 5 o'clock in the darkness and alone. And uh, I'm encouraging everybody to sort of start with park run at eight o'clock, and then yeah, all the support, and you come out into your family, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a long, fun day.
1: Okay, so from five till eight, you're running alone. Yes. From eight o'clock, you'll have the park runners going around. Yeah. And then for the rest of the day, and as long as it takes,
2: you're encouraging family, as friends, as many people as possible to come yep. along and join Just you. Too. Keep spreading the word Sharing it with as many people as we can Magnificent
0: Yeah, and we did say Lilydale Lake But perhaps we should be a little bit more specific About where Lilydale Lake is uh, In regards to the Melbourne metropolitan area Uh,
2: It's out in the far east Out at the base of the Dandenongs Cool And in terms of the
1: um, How far around the lake And what's what's sort of the terrain, the surface What are you in for?
2: Um, It's a flat It's a flat sort of granite surface and it's two point five k around a lake. Okay. Well,
0: just a bit of change of scenery as you go around. There'll be lots of people out. Ah, uh, yeah. It's north.
2: a it's a it's a beautiful run. It's but uh, forty two laps is <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I suppose the, the, the that's the, the kind of the, the logistics. The um the bigger question I think then is so why did you decide to do this run for depression?
2: Um, yeah, as I touched on earlier, depression is something that I've sort of lived with for a very long time. Like yeah, like like most people, um, silently and sort of hid behind, you know, uh drinking or hid behind a persona that just wasn't really me. Um and I think sort of once my daughter was born um just over twelve months ago it really sort of Stripped away a lot of emotions and made me really, um, yeah, stand up and sort of attack those demons that yeah, so many people go through alone.
1: Sounds like a good reason to get out and running. And so, why 105 kilometres? Not 100 or 120 or something.
2: Um, so depression affects one in five people, and um, so I decided that yeah, 105k so would sort of go into one in five.
0: And what's been the reaction of the general public and your friends and other the, the wider running community, I suppose, to this
2: um promotion of COVID? it It's been absolutely overwhelming, like far, far beyond anything that I imagined. But when I uh, when I sort of decided that I would do this, I sort of thought to myself, you know, if I can just sort of, a, yeah, get out to just a few people, then you know, then I've done then I've done something and yeah, the, like it's been absolutely amazing. Like to have park run come on board. Um like the amount of times that the page has been shared or and the money that has been raised like yeah, it's been it's been very humbling.
0: So that you touched upon the the money side of things. So that is a, it's a fundraising activity as well as an awareness activity?
2: Uh that's right, yeah. So all money raised is going towards the Black Dog Institute.
1: So what can you tell us about the Black Dog Institute?
2: Um, the Black Dog Institute is um, um, they they're dedicated to improving the lives of people affected by mood disorders and the research um, and researching further into um, yeah, depression and and mental health issues.
0: So it's a great resource for people that are struggling with any mental health problems. Uh, it's a great place to get in contact with.
2: Uh, absolutely, yeah. So it's black dog, um, blackdoginstitute.org.au. And you, for, you can
1: also find them on Facebook. They've got a Facebook page there. As, um,
2: uh, yep, they do, yeah.
1: Black Dog Insta. We'll put the links mm. there from yeah. the partner running show for people to want to connect there. Mm. And so if people want to donate, how do they donate, Jamie?
2: Um, they can go to the 105km Run for Depression and there's a link in there to donate, in my page, the Everyday Heroes page for the Black Dog Institute. Magnificent.
0: Nice. And maybe on the anything on the
2: day or it's all through the Um you can still, yeah. So on the day we'll have some collection pins. Um yeah, it's going really well. I'm really happy with with how it's going. Excellent.
1: Now um my kind of next next question I suppose is or just to clarify, if people want to come along and run with you, is it just simply a matter of turning up?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I'm just encouraging, whether it be one lap, having any, you know, whether they can walk a lap, you know, anything. I'm just encouraging so sort as of many people as possible, so we can just continue trying to get the uh, the word out there and just try and break the stigma on on mental
0: health. Yeah, because it's often an, an issue, as you say, like that people camouflage with other activities to try and well help them forget or to to take the the issue away, um, right, yeah. but getting out there and and running and raising awareness is something that can only be a good thing.
1: Now, have you um, sort of got a plan in terms of what pace or speed you're going to be running, and 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 does that include then getting a bit slower as the day goes on?
2: Uh, yeah, it does. So I think from the very start, and my I never really had a goal time in mind, but i I'd, I'd really like to sort of get a big chunk done by myself before 8 o'clock um, so yeah, probably around 30 or 40 kilometres and then after that it's really just sort of subject to sharing it with other people so yeah like if other people would like to walk a lap then I'm more than happy to walk a lap with them um, if it means that sort of yeah, my body goes through more pain then so be it like it's, not, yeah, it's no different to anybody else so mm. yeah I just want to try and share it with as many people as possible
1: so I know that in the um, in the on the Facebook page there for the event there's a um someone's put up a little um survey, I suppose you might call it, for people to kind of that's indicate right. the time of the day that they want to come and, and so um yep. that's it again for people thinking, Oh well what's a good time for me to go if you're flexible, maybe have a look there on the Facebook page and you've got some sort of you
2: know. Yeah, look I, I will I'll probably assume I'll be finished by about seven o'clock. Yep. That would be, yeah, that would be with walking and things like that. I think 7 o'clock would be a reasonable time to assume that I'd be finished.
0: And uh, after having listened to your partner running, Dash, this is a big step up for you in that your previous longest run was 56 kilometres. So in terms of the training, how have you prepared and trained for this run?
2: Um, Well, as as part of going through depression, like I rode, a few blogs and put it out there and uh, Matthew Dior of the garage up in Colorama um, reached out to me and I've been working with him once a week on strength and conditioning and uh, just yeah it's all about um, smart kilometres as opposed to just long kilometres on the legs and I probably feel the best I've felt um, leading into an ultra so I feel really good
1: and when you say the best you felt um physically, mentally, or both?
2: Um, absolutely both. Um yeah um you know, running Ultras are, uh, you know, it's mainly ninety percent mental and a lot of things that people go through in these long distance events are, are very similar to what people go through um with mental health issues. So um it's a lot about sort of setting yourself little little steps and goals and kicking those off along the way cool so um
1: what do you, what do you see then as as the uh, or ha- so far or into into the actual um to the weekend the, the biggest challenges in putting together this whole uh event promoting it training for it and then completing it what what is what have been the big uh, the big obstacles
2: um the biggest obstacles i'd say would be um i'm a stay-at-home dad um so i have i have to uh, Organise my training uh, runs around my daughter, so a lot of them are either at the crack of dawn or or in the dark. So, um, in terms of organising the event, it's actually been quite easy, with because of all the the support that I've had from so many other people. So, um, yeah, it's been yeah, like I touched on before, it's just been really overwhelming. Um, yeah, for the support of the event.
1: Fantastic. Now, one of the things that uh we find uh, most weekends, as we're out running around the place, um, talking to people and, and hearing the different stories, is a heck of a lot of people out there would say that running has helped them with uh, whether it be depression, anxiety, some other sort of challenging issues, or, or just just in general with dealing with stress and the and the pressure of life. And so, what's your take on how running has helped you?
2: Um, well, yeah, well, running for me that definitely sort of changed my life in so many ways like i was um i was on medication for a very long time for uh for depression and um in february this year i actually came off the medication after a visit with a psychiatrist um he suggested that the running alone was actually just being outside and the exercise alone was going to release the same sort of endorphins and um, as what the medication does. So, um, for me personally, like I just, I love it. Like I can't wait to sort of get out into the mountains and, yeah, I, I just feel like a completely different man when I finish to run. I feel free. Good news. I think a lot of people. Yeah,
0: yeah I think, I think a lot of people like. be able to relate to that to that comment of the way that running can release endorphins and I suppose almost change your self-perception of your your perception of yourself
2: yeah I think the biggest thing is that running is just it's so similar to life like it's you can never dictate the next step you just got to take it for what it is and that's sort of something that I've learned to appreciate so much with trail running yeah magnificent
1: so Jamie in terms of uh, the event or or in terms of um, depression, anxiety, and the, the cause—the Black Dog Institute. Is there anything else that we should have asked you about that you think would be good for people to to know about?
2: Um, I think, look, if you're if you're worried about a family member or a friend, you know, don't be scared to to just send them a message or give them a call, just to ask them if they're okay. I think that's the biggest the biggest problem that we have is that we either we're not quite sure how to approach them and just ask them if they're okay. And, you know, there's so many things that you can do for them, you know, in terms of um, pointing them to, the, to their doctor, um, pointing them to the Black Dog Institute website. Um, yeah, there's just so much information out there. You don't have to go through this alone anymore. So one of the,
1: one of the things that I'm noticing here on the Black Dog Institute, um, aside from, uh, on the webpage, sorry, aside from the resources and things, there's you know, sections on you know, getting help uh, education resources, um, and there's material here not just for everyday people but also for health professionals as well. So it's, a, it's an yeah. incredible resource, and you can um, download some fact sheets, watch some videos. Um, there's some material there on diet, which is something that often comes up. Have you had any experience around how diet can help or hinder uh, people um, dealing with depression?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Look at, yeah, I find when people are. Going through depression they their diet choices are usually really bad, like eating a lot of takeaway food um and they usually say like if you can sort of eat clean, healthy meals, you know it goes a long way to having yeah to clean mind,
0: cool, yeah, I think that's um something that well I say overlooked, but not perhaps considered as as much as it should be that link between diet. And yep, mental health. Absolutely. Mm.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Well, Jamie, I know, I know it's uh you've a lot on your plate for this week, but have you thought about once once the run's done on the weekend, if uh, you've got more activities planned or are you take to take a bit of a break or something you haven't <laughs> really thought about, you just got to get through the hundred and five K first or first up. And
0: survive <laughs> yeah. the next few days afterwards, make sure that yeah, you're mobile
2: again. I'm actually I'm registered to do the surf Coast entry, which was actually supposed to be my first um one hundred K Run, which is actually where I got all the inspiration to actually start running, yep. it was um, my wife and I first event. So, yeah, that race, that event means quite a lot to us. It was sort of, you know, it's, it's something that I remember, yeah, that I remember forever watching some, you know, Brendan Davies cross the finish line, just thinking how amazing he was
1: it is a magnificent event and of course the Surf Coast Century you can go and check out their website they have the 100k they have the 50k and they have teams, teams yeah. so whether you get together a group of 2 3 or 4 people and it is it's a great thing for people to participate and of course they then have the Salomon run on the Sunday after the Surf Coast Century on the Saturday so it's a great family weekend with everybody to get down there for that and um so what are we talking now? We're talking July through to early September, mid September. You got a nice time to sort of recover, 10 weeks. freshen yeah. up, yeah. and uh, fine tune <laughs> your training before you go from the hundred and five down to the hundred.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Matthew will have something in store for me after.
0: Yeah. Did you like the way Andrew said down from yeah. the one hundred and five <laughs> to the one yeah. hundred? <laughs> yeah. It's a step down, so think of it that way. <laughs>
1: so you, the, other, the other thing that we often do when you're looking for a big run is you think about well what, how am I going to celebrate afterwards how am I going to sort of say to myself good job have you got any, any anything in mind any plans for what you're going to do on Saturday night Sunday
2: no look I no I I just really want to yeah just share it with my friends I've had just such amazing support along the way from my wife uh, Tanya Shane and Chris and, and uh, Sal and I just think yeah, I just want to try and share it with as many people as possible. Like, it's going to be a very emotional day, and I've got no doubt that I'll be in a hurt locker by the end, but it's all part and parcel of it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think often when we, we talk about celebrating successes and and sometimes people jump straight to, you know, champagne and parties and, and all that sort of stuff, but but we've actually found over time that uh, a celebration of something like this might just be a simple uh, walk. Nice, nice walk with the family the next day, and just you know a couple of k taking it easy and and it's it's not actually the the party celebration, but it's just appreciating the the important things in life, like hanging out with your family is a great way to celebrate so it seems like yeah, that, think, um, that might be the way the, the way for you to go next next Sunday after the big sad day I definitely
2: think so yeah like it's been a very tough time for myself and my wife, and I think that like this weekend will yeah, be really good afterwards just to spend a bit of time there and just go through what,
1: what we went through the day before. Magnificent. Mm. All right. Well, we've been uh, talking to Jamie Skitschley who's doing the big 105-kilometre run for depression this Saturday, the 11th of July, uh, out there at the Lilydale Lake in, in the sort of foothills of the Dandenongs in, in Melbourne, Victoria. So if you are in, in Melbourne uh, on the weekend, particularly on Saturday, and you want to come along and join in please do, Jamie's welcoming everybody to come along and uh, do a lap or more with him if you can't get along or even if you can get along but if either way if you'd like to uh, donate then the link is is there on the Facebook page, The, of course the, the event page is I've um, my tongue tied, 105 KM Run for Depression so go to the link there or go to the Partner Running Show edition uh, page for today and we've got the link there so you can donate to um, Funds to go direct there through to the black dog institute so that's a great thing to do jamie good luck and we better give you the last word anything you'd like to say to encourage people to come along and participate or anything else about the about the cause and the great work you're doing
2: no i'm just yeah we've touched on many times i just want as many people as we can to sort of spread the word and just try and break the stigma on, on something that yeah like your friends your family just so many people that we'll be going through and um the more that we talk about it the more that it becomes the normal so just yeah i'm encouraging as many people to come down as possible
1: magnificent well thank you very much all the best for the run and beyond and it's a mighty uh, mighty thing you're doing and uh should be very proud of the great work you're doing and i'm sure lots of people are going to appreciate it and uh those that can't get along will be cheering you from from afar looking looking forward to seeing some pictures and things on on social Facebook? media, yeah, I'm sure there'll be social
0: media updates.
1: And uh, that's a good way yep. for people to send their encouragement as well if they can't get there. Well, thanks, Jamie. All the best, and uh, it's been great to have you on The Partner Running Show. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Partner Running Show with your hosts, Couple on the Run, Sue and Andrew O'Brien. Proudly brought to you by partnerrunning.com and The Partner Runner Magazine. Well, it was great catching up with Jamie and learning all about his 105k run for depression. And
0: uh, now we know the significance of five.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think mm. I think you know his he's um, talking about the challenge for himself and the run and the whole thing is 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 uh, you know. Highly inspiring, I think, is probably the best way to visit. So we wish him all the best for the run. And just to remind folks that the one um, uh, source of information is the blackdoginstitute.org.au. Um, and they have uh, one million community uh, organisations who can help you out, but it's a great spot to go if you think you uh, could use the help or you know someone who could, could use some help. And amongst the things that they do have there is um, they have a bunch of fact sheets. One of them is on exercise and depression, this kind of link. And there's going to, before we go to the final segment, quote from that uh, fact sheet, a couple of points. You can go there and download it. It's a PDF file. Um, but a couple of things on the key point about the role of exercise in treating depression. And the thing they say is that exercise can be an effective treatment by itself for non melancholic depression. Um People who are who are previously sedentary or not active. Um, exercise does not need to be extremely vigorous to be helpful. For depression. A brisk walk each day can be beneficial. Um, more severe and depressions. Exercise may be a helpful strategy alongside other treatments, e.g., um, you know, with medication or psychotherapy. therapies and uh, and for those with a melancholic depression and experience a lack of energy in the morning immediate exercise or getting out of bed can be beneficial Um, so there's a couple of points as to the thinking behind the science behind uh, how um, the role of exercise in treating depression and then the other thing they do make the point I'm not going to go through the whole exercise can alleviate symptoms Of depression by increasing energy levels um, distracting worries and rumination and you can explain to me later what that word means uh, providing social support and reducing loneliness if exercise is done with other people uh, and increasing your sense of control and self-esteem by allowing people to take an active role in their own well-being and the last one on that list is improving sleep which reminded me is Sleep Week Ah. Uh, and if you go to sleephealthfoundation.org.au again lots of information there about improving your sleep and again I know when I um, started using the up band Mm -hmm. I was flabbergasted to find out that I was sleeping less than 50% of the the amount that I should be was aiming to sleep so um, sleep great for not just depression but for everybody so there's a few bits and pieces there. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we're coming up to the end of another partner running show, and one little segment to go. The road ahead. Join us as we take a quick peek at a few of next weekend's running events. Well, the first thing on the agenda for the for the next week of running is fixing my squeaky chair. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. Uh, yes, it's driving yeah, me yeah. driving me batty with these squeak. Okay. I'm
0: well. On. There's not much going on, really, in the world of running. It's like the Southern Hemisphere is hibernating in winter, and it's too hot in the Northern Hemisphere. But we've got a few events on, and one of them that I must mention, the Missoula Marathon, very clearly, as mentioned, it's Jalloway's 200th and celebration of his 70th birthday. It's fabulous. In the U.S., Mad Marathon in Vermont also, Grandfather Mountain in North Carolina, Golden Gate Trail, Eugene Kurnow Trail, Dance... Dances with Dirt Devil's Lake Trail. So lots of trail running going on. In Finland, the Sala Midnight Trail. Um, in Ireland, something called the Des Escargot, which sounded French, but it wasn't. Stone Mad, also in Ireland. Closer to home, in Cairns, the three marathons in three days.
1: Best of luck to Mog uh, one of our Mel, or, you know, Victorian-based running friends who's a very good marathoner and great supporter of the running community. Michael's doing this. Tree. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's also Nisner Forest in South Africa, beautiful place in the world, Alpine and in Spain, and the Eco Maratona de Ventasso and in Italy.
1: On that note, thanks for tuning in to the Partner Running Show. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks to Jamie Sketchley. All the best for the 105 and thanks, Sue. You're listening to The Partner Running Show with your hosts, couple on the run, Sue and Andrew O'Brien. Proudly brought to you by PartnerRunning.com and The Partner Runner Magazine.